Hi, everyone, and welcome to Millennial Asian Realtor. In this episode, we're going to be concluding our story of the $1.4 million Sunset District Special. Stick around to hear exactly what happened after we submitted our offer and what we ultimately learned from the whole entire experience. All right, hopefully you enjoy the episode. Take care. Alrighty, before we get started here, I do have a couple of church announcements for us. Uh, Millennial Asian Realtor Podcast will be available on most platforms, Apple Music, Spotify, and we're hoping to get onto SoundCloud too in about maybe a week or two. So we're still in the verification process. They do need to verify our address and, you know, all that back-end stuff before we go live. So really excited to have uh, the content be available across platforms for you guys. Okay, let's go ahead and dive in. Ah, gosh. So this has all happened in the last maybe five weeks. Yeah, the process took about five weeks to to wrap up. We sent in the offer uh, about a week and a half before Christmas. And the conclusion of like, you know, the final offer being taken and the close had just happened. So uh, very interesting process. I had no idea uh, the type of competition, what people were willing to do. So let's go ahead and dive in and see, you know, what happened after we sent in the offer. So about three or four days later, uh, you know, during this process, you have to understand that not every listing agent is going to be very prompt to reply back to you, especially if your offer isn't strong. So knowing that, you know, after our research and better understanding of the previous sales and what they were hitting, you know, as far as, as, far as final price, uh, we went ahead and offered $1.45 million. And that's just roughly about $50,000 more than asking. Um, we had already known that they were trying to set the uh, a new record. The previously sold properties in almost the, you know, a, a very comparable dimension and, and offerings, uh, it closed at 1.34 or 1.35, if I remember correctly. So ideally, we we're going $100,000 above the previous sold list price. So, you know, pretty confident we had 30% down and uh, an excellent personal letter to seller. Um, I do want to dedicate a little bit more time in maybe future podcasts to kind of break down the importance of a personal letter, what should be on there, and how do we target our audience and hit them where where it hurts, you know. Um, There's only so much uh, persuasion that your down payment your overall offer list price and your you know non-contingency offer has to, uh, I guess, push you to to the goal line. Uh, the cherry on top would definitely be the personal letter to seller. Okay, so before we get any deeper into the story, let's go ahead and try to build some context around uh, the situation so we get a better understanding of what happened here. So overall, the listing did receive 11 offers. Luckily, my client, uh, you know, was included in the top four. That means that whether it was our overall final price, our contingencies, and our down payments were competitive in the top four. Uh, that being said, you know, this information that's going to come afterwards here, uh, typically you're not going to be able to get it unless you build a really good relationship with the listing agent. And that's why um, in the blog, step one I had, you know, to, to go ahead and before you even uh, send in an offer is to contact the listing agent and start building that relationship, start to, to get them to understand that 
um, it, it it's a two-way streak and you're trying your best to close the deal with them too. And so because I did that early and n- none of the other agents seemed like they were doing it, uh, we were given a shot. And even though we were probably not meant to be in the top four, the relationship itself allowed us to get another break and get another chance in the counteroffer stage. Okay, so to break it down, this is what the listing agent told us as far as, you know, what sort of offers initially came in and ultimately why we were, uh, I have to be very frank, we didn't win the offer. We didn't win the listing itself. And I'll kind of Kind of, kind of take some time to, <laughs> to kind of soak that in. It did take about a month. It was a really long process in in the the counter offers and you know kind of trying to one up each other as far as uh, what we're willing to give up as buyers. Okay, so here are the offers as I was told. I don't I don't know if these are true, but here here's what's going on. First offer one point four million. So listing price they came in at one point four with forty percent down. Our offer. 1.45 with 30% down. The next offer was 1.5, so $100,000 more than asking. And here's a kicker, 80% down. They had 80% of $1.5 million ready to send in within 48 hours of close. Um, that's It's incredible. Uh, you, know, the, you definitely know that that's some sort of international money or uh, a huge investor. And then the final offer, was, which was ridiculous, I think, you know, the the buying agents here didn't really represent their client well enough. Uh, they offered 1.6 million with 20% down. So that being said, when when you have so much uh, of of the value of the home on a loan, uh, the the sellers te- seem, especially in San Francisco, their sellers seem to shy away from you and more more or less leave you in the reserves. So yeah, we were right in the middle of the pack, just maybe third rank as far as pricing goes, but. Um, it, it was an incredible kind of turnaround. Uh, we began to, to kind of do the counter offers and my client was willing to go up a little bit more. Uh, we were willing to, to pitch in a little bit more down payments. Um, we also gave up rent back, which is something that's really important, especially if the owners are uh, still in the process of moving out. Yeah. So in conclusion, I mean, it, it was a, a bloody battle. Uh, but at the end, what happened was the average Joe, the my client who's has roots in the sunset, lost out to some anonymous, you know, shell company LLC. I asked, like, what are are they moving in? What's the what's the intention of these buyers? And what the listing agent said was they're probably investors. And because this property was one of the only virgin properties on the block, that means that the whole entire backyard has not been touched. Um, If you do view the quick video that I did uh, on YouTube here, you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. The backyard is huge. Uh, It has not been touched, not been built out at all. And if you look onto the left side, uh, the left property on the left side of of, of our listing here, they had fully built out um, probably another unit, another home in the back there. So I think that's why this property had so many eyes on international uh, buyers and investors. Um, But yeah, so that's the the typical case now in San Francisco. Um, No longer are people able to afford the, you know, the quick remodels or the flipper homes because the the pricing and, and just it's it's just not worth it, right? So nowadays, most average Joes in the San Francisco market are looking for, I don't want to say fixer-uppers, but uh, in that in that realm. So 
typically hasn't been remodeled since maybe the 80s or 90s. There's certain uh, issues in the disclosure packages, anything like that. So yeah, overall, I was it, th this was a huge learning opportunity for us. My client totally understood. I mean, <laughs> it's not like we didn't do everything we we uh, we could, right? It's just at the end of the day, I don't think the average uh, middle class <laughs> San Franciscan can afford about a seven hundred thousand or eight hundred thousand dollar down payment. That's huge, right? This this think about that. Like how many how many people do you know in your own circle that have about eight hundred thousand dollars in cash uh, ready to kind of throw away? So uh, in conclusion, I mean. We're going to live to fight another day. This is a brand new year now. So we're just starting off in 2020. Uh, my clients are really excited to see what the market has to offer. Usually in the winter time, there's roughly maybe a fifth of the inventory available in the market. So we're really excited to get spring rolling on. Okay, so that concludes our story here. I'm hoping that you enjoyed it. Uh, we're really hoping to, to fine tune our message here and see exactly what sort of content we want to create. Thank you so much for following along here and giving us a chance uh, to get into your ears and get into your mind a little bit. If you do have any sort of content that you want me to cover, wh whether it's the, the offer process, the disclosure packages, or even just generalized tips on how to win um, these bidding wars, let me know. Email me, message me, follow me on Instagram at Han and Holmes um, on Instagram. Uh, gosh, I don't even know, like, where else should I be on if you, if you have a certain platform that you think I should be on there or, you know, Haunted Homes would do well on, let me know. Okay, well, that concludes the second episode of Millennial Asian Realtor. Hopefully you enjoy the content. Thank you so much for listening in. See you next week. Take care.